Welcome to Free and Figuring It Out, a weekly podcast hosted by two Brits, Sherelle Griffith and Verity Brown, on a mission to support, empower and reassure fellow independent millennial women that they can be self-sufficient, successful and seen. Hello and welcome to this episode of Free and Figuring It Out. We hope you are all well. Uh, I am Verity and this is Sherelle. <laughs> Is this going to be our new thing now? We don't have to do it every week, but I just think to make sure people know who they're listening to, it's important. No, I, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Yeah, it kind of sets the scene, doesn't it? You know, um, so straight into it, free and figuring it out. I am figuring out uh, main character energy. So this is something super new to me. I sort of saw it and I thought, oh, this sounds interesting. Very very up Verity's Road type of thing. Um, the phrase is um, popular on TikTok um, and it's described as a very good concept. Um, here's why you should start romanticizing your own life. Okay, mm. so I'm just going to tell you a bit about it. Now, bearing in mind, we are millennials. This is apparently a, a Gen Z trend. So we are sort of stealing from the younger generation but I'm sure they won't mind so um they have coined the cur the, oh <laughs> they have coined the term main character energy to positively describe themselves or others main characters are enigmatic and interesting and maybe troubles before them but they're clever and figure out solutions main characters are rebellious and one of a kind and badass and cool main characters are our heroes and role models um so Often accompanying the phrase online is the popular TikTok sound created by user Danielle Carolan. Um, so basically, I think people she's 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 um, read out this sort of piece, and then people just keep using it over. You know how they do. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I sound really old now, don't I? Like I don't know what I'm talking about. I do know what I'm talking about. I just don't do it myself. I, I observe. Um, so she says you have to start romanticizing your life. You have to start thinking of yourself as the main character because if you don't, life will continue to pass you by, and all the little things that make it so beautiful will continue to go unnoticed. So take a second and look around and realize that it's a blessing for you to be here right now. So that's kind of the thing that it's all this catalyst where it's all come from. Um, and lots of people have sort of uh, rehashed it and reused it. So then it kind of the article kind of discusses, you know, what is romanticizing? So I know I don't know how that makes you feel, Sherelle, but I was like, oh, you know, like I've been through this period of my life where I've romanticized and it's got me to a certain point And then I've got really sensible and practical. <laughs> and I don't really that's not really fun for me. I kind of do want to go back to that romanticizing bit. But it says that the Cambridge Dictionary defines romanticize as to talk about something in a way that makes it sound better than it really is is or the belief that something is better than it really is um romanticizing is the act of idealizing someone or something um so you know it kind of talks about social media and how we sort of look at that and that's sometimes a romanticized view isn't it of someone's life it's not necessarily that but the image shows that romanticized view it also reminds me a little bit of kind of traditional law of attraction where it's like be who you want to be and what what is it be be have no be happy no what's the be do have be do have 
and things like that. So it, it kind of connects um, with that a little bit. Um, and then it kind of goes on to discuss, well, why should I romanticize my life? You know, why should I do that? Um, and a lot of it is really structured around this toxic toxicity of social media. Mm-hmm. Um, just saying that the adverse effects of social media are worth mentioning due to their role in the toxic side of romanced, romanticizing other people's lives. There's a fine line. Romanticizing someone else's life can go too far and lead to feelings of mediocrity and even jealousy self-romanticizing on the other hand is a positive thing you live your life to the fullest you appreciate the little things and you start believing that you're at least a few of those treasured adjectives clever and enigmatic or interesting and badass um so (laughs) the premise of it is and I when I read when I read about this at first, I thought it feels like it attaches itself to self-worth a lot, self-love, mm-hmm. you know, which we constantly talk on this on this podcast. Um and and I think also it's trying to take that um connection away from looking too much at other people's lives and focusing on our own. So rather than thinking, oh, that girl has a life that I want and I'm envious and all this, it's sort of looking at, well you know, I'm the main character of my life. Like how, how do I live like that in the means I have now, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, that could be, I suppose, something as simple as, you know, maybe you see a a girl with a smoothie bowl in Bali and you're like, I want that, you know, maybe you create the smoothie bowl at home or maybe you um, do your hair in like mermaid waves uh, to, you know, replicate how this bright, (laughs) Cheryl's giggling at me, this bright breezy feeling. Are you laughing at me because you believe that I've done all these things? Yes, I have. That's not uh, the point though. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah it's it's really just thinking about really focusing I think on how to bring the best of you out and rather than be looking at other people being like I wish I had that so we'll put a link to the full article in the show notes but I going back to sort of me figuring it out I was like okay how how do I do this how how do I stop giving my energy to other people who don't even know I'm giving them my energy because I'm like oh, I want to be there I want to do that I want to you know yeah and be like okay well what can I bring into me and and like Joelle may have seen them it's a bit dark but I've just bought an eyeshadow palette which we spoke about a few episodes ago and so I've been playing around with that rather than like looking at women on Instagram being like oh my god their makeup's so beautiful like that's not fair I'm like okay well I'm gonna start doing mine so yes that's what I'm figuring out. Oh, very nice. And I, I hadn't heard anything about main character energy before Verity spoke to me about it. And yeah, it sounds I, I sounds a very good thing to do. And there's parts of it that also remind me, like in a way, it's like ties to like gratitude practice and just this, you know, really mm. trying to be like really present and really grateful for like how good your life is rather than looking externally. That is yeah, for sure. Definitely. But my figuring out is drastically different because um as regular listeners will know, I've had a turbulent year with my home, but finally there is movement and the builders are in and they have decided that they have damaged my kitchen during the pulling out, stripping out, whatever process. So now I get to choose new worktops and new cupboards. Woo! Woohoo! Which I wasn't expecting. So actually, 
I was expecting to get a new workshop, but I wasn't expecting to get new cupboards. So then now I'm like, oh my gosh, but then I could choose anything and I don't do very well with choosing. So now I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? What look do I want to go for? What style? Ah, so yeah, that's what I'm going to be figuring out for the rest of this week. Cause I have like, I think 10 days before I have to submit everything back into the builders. Have you got yourself on Pinterest, love? I have had Pinterest for a while, but this is, but I haven't got like massively free range. Like I've got to go through X, Y, or Z supply or whatever. So this is, it's just, I just got to choose. I just got to be like, what style? I think it's the style, which yeah, I've got some Pinterest boards around like kitchens and stuff, but it's a difficult one because yeah, I'm just, I don't class myself and I'm not going to say it as a very creative person in that sense. And like having an eye, but I'm sure it will be good. And it means the good thing is it means everything's back on the, on the way. It's, everything's getting rebuilt and yay, it'll all be sorted soon. Good. No, I'm glad. And yeah, there, there are like apps you can, where you can like put your flat in and then put the kitchen mm. in. So maybe one. Tech is just, can it's just getting so, so intelligent, isn't it? I know. I know. I know we can make fake kitchens to our hearts and tongue. How great! Woo-hoo. How, how grown up? <laughs> Shh. No, not yet. We're still young. Um, sort of. So I um read an article in the Weekend magazine in the Guardian called New York State of Mind. Um, subtitle was My plan was to write a book about the infamous city through its varied inhabitants. In the end, it was Joe, a homeless Vietnam veteran, who showed me the real New York. Um, and this is by author Craig Taylor. So I thought, oh, you know, like I always speak about my love for New York. I thought, oh, I'll have a little um, read of this. It wasn't really what I was expecting. Um, I think maybe I got the impression his initial intention for this book was to be about a bit like Humans of New York, but book style, you know, like really understand the tapestry of all the people that, that make it up. I suppose in summary of the article, he um, ends up going to volunteer at um, like a soup kitchen and gets to know um, this guy called Joe, um, who lives on the streets and is homeless. And he just talks about how they become friends and, um, you know, then he'll start taking him for coffee and then they start going out for dinner like once a week. Um, And then it ends up with him staying at his flat every Sunday night. Um, and it really brought something up in me. And this is like something very deep within me. First of all, I have no idea how homelessness is still a thing in developed countries. It is beyond me. And I have no social background into the explanation. I'm sure there is. But just as a human being, I I cannot comprehend it at all. And then it was just this weird thing that it was lovely that this guy was, you know, accepting this technically stranger into his home and on a Sunday night but then he went back out on the street six nights a week mm-hmm. and and I saw it from my point of view as a person like you know if I was paying for an apartment in New York I wouldn't necessarily want someone there the whole time who I didn't know but then it just it was just the whole thing felt very it brought up a lot of weird stuff in me and I was like you know, what would I do in that situation? You know, is it, I don't know. It was, yeah, it's it's just something maybe for, for people to think about, but it was just something that really triggered me in a sense. And and then 
you know, this guy ended up moving back home where he was from and then came to visit Joe in New York and Joe was still homeless, still going to the soup kitchen. And it was interesting. When I I watched a film a while back, um, I think it was called The White Tiger. Um, So based in India, full Indian cast, extremely good film, really recommend. I don't know if I've spoken about it before, but they kind of use a bit of a metaphor at the beginning saying about like like the the rooster hutch like if you're born into it you're stuck into it because in India if you are um a someone who serves so someone who is born um and you know you are a a a maid or a butler or whatever it, it may be someone who serves the rich a higher caste if you're born into a lower caste just because of the culture they were saying it's just you can never escape that unless you are like beyond lucky Mm -hmm. because like if you ever did anything wrong to your master they would just kill your whole family like if you ever disobeyed them like that would be like a a sort and and this is what they said in the film it's not my opinion and I'm sure it's not like that everywhere but it would it was things like this so you could never sort of try and better yourself because you were trapped yes and it was a really interesting concept to sort of hear from, from, from that perspective. And I kind of connected it with this and I thought, you know, it's different because it's America, you know, one of the most powerful, richest countries in the world. Yeah, they've had a bad few years, but, you know, it still has held its strength within, you know, the economy and, and advances in technology, et cetera. And there's these people like on the street you know just and it happens in England as well and I know that we I think we have a aim is it to to eradicate homelessness by um within the next five years something like that but yeah I didn't know that I mean yeah someone who's lived in London and I think I lived I think I worked in an office once that was super close to a soup kitchen and there'd be like always be a queue and that's like it's crazy in London how many people are on the streets like it just seemed absolutely crazy that it happens yeah and I think and not to go too deep um but I sometimes can't I get these little moments where I'll see someone buy like an eight gram bag or something and I'm just like oh my god there are people who are dying from lack of food or lack of shelter and then there's this one person with an eight thousand pound bag, which could basically save the life. And and I go, and then I go into like a, a black hole of questioning society. But it's just really like, yeah, it just sparks something in me. And I don't have the solutions, and I don't know what I do in that situation. But it was just really interesting to see this very frank um, sort of telling of of that journey and that story and what happened so I'm really glad you shared it I do think it's a yeah it's an interesting one because I can understand from your perspective this idea because even when you're like always taking him to dinner I was like but that'd be weird even that was weird because like well like you said it'd have been this one really nice dinner a week and then it goes back to normal like being back on the streets and going to the soup kitchen and stuff like actually contrast does that make your then situation worse like by having this moment of like normality and niceness, like what we would class as normality. Yeah. Does that then mean when you go back into the streets that 
it feels more extreme than when you're just there 24-7. Or does it give you hope? Yeah. Do you think, okay, so I know on Thursday I'll get a good meal in me, I'll get to use, you know, the bathroom, I'll get to wash myself in the bathroom. You know, like, I don't know, and and this is me speaking very, like, with with no knowledge of what it's truly like to be homeless. But, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, interesting, interesting how the world is and uh hopefully it's changing yeah thank you very much and i think it's, it's like a really interesting article and also clearly one for us to think about as well in terms of our own mm. relationships um i have been reading something totally different <laughs> i've been definitely on a, a business book a business book binge at the moment and i was rereading launch by jeff walker which was a book i first read i think probably two or three years ago um, because my background is in marketing, but very uh, generalist in terms of we do big advertising campaigns and as well as doing digital stuff. And I think when I was really starting to delve deeper into just online and how that side of things, it was a book I read then because Jeff Walker, I'd probably say, is one of the leaders in terms of doing online launches. Um, where- Does he have the course yes so we've also got a course that's called launch so the book yeah tells you the whole process and then you can do his program but it's it's basically the exact same thing um and so it's just what I like about it is one the book like it does walk you through it you I absolutely believe if you're a go-getter you could read the book and then be able to actually run your own launch you don't actually need to do the course but some parts of the book I think are clever because it's like you get to see how the thing about a launch is everything has to work together. And I'm a massive, like, integrated marketing person. That's, like, what I love when things all mm. come together. And But what I like about him is it's he is trying to think about, like, some of the psychological things, why people buy. And then we talk about how do we use that when we're selling, but how do we bring all the different elements together? And, you know, like, launches are very, like, highly pressurised, time sensitive moments so you have to move moving lots of things together but I think with him it, it sort of makes sense if that make like he is able in a way to explain it in a way that you could understand why you're doing all these different things so I really if you are someone that's considering doing a launch I've, I've had some very interesting conversations with people recently that yeah I'm gonna be launching x y and z and they've got no plan if that is you Mm. <laughs> read this book uh because i definitely think they're a bit more complicated than people seem to think they are so i just highly recommend it yeah and to do a successful one you 100 percent need a plan don't you otherwise it's sometimes you look is on your side but um you know if you really want to do it properly yeah if you really want to do it properly you definitely, definitely. Need, you definitely need a plan and you definitely need time um you need like pre-launch time is what I think is really key but also why I think a plan is important is if you want to do it again that you've you've had something to be able to then make add your comments on and say how it went or what you might change going forward and then that's what you can use next time and I think that's what a lot of people who don't have a plan like you said you might be able to wing it once but then you're not able to replicate it and that seems a bit pointless so yeah definitely get a plan yes definitely Great. Well, while you've been being all businessy, um, I watched something and I've mentioned it 
just more more than what it is but what it made me feel so first dates hotel so something that's been going on forever first dates obviously started in a restaurant in London which I actually took my mum to she was very excited back in the day when we were allowed to roam um and now first dates hotel is based in a hotel in Italy not actually sure where but somewhere in Italy very beautiful um and all these uh single Brits as they say go to the first dates hotel to find love um and we, we watched it last night and what I always find when I watch first dates either one is I just smile so much and I kind of catch myself doing it and I'm like oh this is nice like this feels nice to smile so much I think so much of the tv that we sort of watch is not necessarily serious, but not the sort of TV you smell. So like we've talked about the bold type before, like that is a mixture of kind of giggling and, you know, drama and, and everything. But there's very few things, I think, at the minute. And then there's also this like stigma, isn't there, with TV that I don't know, like you feel like there's certain things you should be watching, shouldn't be watching, which is like, like I never watch normal TV anymore, apart from like when I'm home or something. And it's just yeah it's just weird anyway so I was smiling like the whole way through and um I think I mean I adore it because of my own interest in human beings and um there was a a gentleman on who was 25 and he was a bit of a jack the lad you know kind of bit of a cocky you know and he you could tell he used to be a bit of a terror and uh you know I think it's very easy to judge someone like that in being like, oh, he's a player and all this lot. Um, and he had his tight little white shirt on and his little shorts and, you know, very much like, and, um, you know, I'm watching it in a very different point of mind that I would have done a few years ago because of the work that I've done, but I'm watching it. And all of a sudden he reveals to his date that he had blood cancer like a year ago, two years ago and nearly died. And he's been all clear for a year. And it just made me think, this is why we can't judge people. We don't know anyone's full story. Mm-hmm. And when we, you know, sort of judge or, um, come to some sort of assumption or conclusion and obviously it's natural in us and it's natural for that thought to come in and then you kind of say to that thought just go over there please you know like but I just think it's such an important lesson in like really like listening and understanding people rather than sort of making a an assessment from a few sentences or the way they talk or the way they look or their job or whatever um but yeah, it's just, if you need a show that just will bring you a bit of joy, I think it's great because it's all about love and love is like sort of like the best thing in the world in whatever form it's in really, I suppose, isn't it? Whether it's friendship, parental, you know, um, romantic. And I don't know, there was just something that sparked something nice and warm inside of me. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sounds yeah. very nice. I've, I used to watch First Dates. <laughs> Yeah, when it was in the, when it was to be in the restaurant, I hadn't realised they'd got a hotel version. So, mm. Mm. yeah, a bit of sun. We all need a bit of sun, that is for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, this week's life form is inspired by Verity and her main character energy, and so I wanted to ask you, how can I be romanticising my life? Let's see mm. if we can all channel our inner Gen Z. Yes. 
and see if we can do it let's see if we can make our lives be I feel great about them and really step into that main character I'm ready to be leading lady yeah yeah uh, let's do it let's do it let's do it and tell us tell us what comes up for you I'm I'm gonna be journaling my life away on this because I feel very excited about it um so yeah so let's let's um know what comes up for you in this um and uh thank you again for joining us it's been lovely um sharing this with you if you want to get in contact with us free and figuring it out at gmail.com or free and figuring it out on instagram and facebook we will see you next week Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Free and Figuring It Out. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next installment. And if you want to be a superstar, please leave us a review. Or you can get in touch with us. Drop us an email at freeandfiguringitout at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time.